Welcome to Divorce Dialogues. I'm Katherine Miller. Divorce Dialogues brings expert guests to the airways to talk through your divorce questions and fill in the gray areas about separating. From thinking about divorce, to how to behave during divorce, to what to do after, this is Divorce Dialogues. To Divorce Dialogues. I'm Catherine Miller. I'm the founder at the Miller Law Group and a trainer at the Center for Understanding and Conflict, and I am on a mission to change how people divorce and help them divorce with dignity. And my guest today is Leanne Kanzler. Leanne is a psychologist and breakup coach from Sydney, Australia. She's worked with thousands of people and came to the niche of breakup coach after her own marriage ended, and she saw firsthand how hard it was to date when so many people are clearly not ready to date. Leanne uses her knowledge and a lot of the time her intuition to help her clients get to where they deserve to be, a happier and content place within themselves. She offers one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and has developed an online program, Break Up to Break Through, which you can find out more about her on her website, leannekanzler.com. Thank you and welcome, Leanne Kanzler, to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. So, you know, it's really interesting in your bio, you talk a little bit about what I would call your origin story, how you came to the work that you're doing, and there's certainly a lot that I want to talk with you today about the work, but tell us a little bit more about you and how you got to be doing what you do. Okay, so I met my first husband when I was only 17, we married at 20. It was quite a controlling sort of relationship where I was the one being controlled and told I was not good enough on a very, very regular basis. This went on so much eventually when I was 30, so it took me a long time, I thought I should go and see a psychologist and just kind of shut him up because he constantly told me that our marital problems were all my fault. I came home from that appointment and said, I'm going back to university and I'm going to study psychology and... He really was not happy about that idea. <laughs> and that was the beginning. So it took me a long time because I had to, I had a baby at that point, one year old, and then I had my second child. So it took a very long time to get my psychology degree, but that was fine. And I still felt something was missing. I wanted more. And that's when I started learning about NLP and coaching, and, and I did lots of professional and personal development workshops. And all of that really changed who I was. And I, I finally realized that I was never going to be happy as long as I was married to this person. He was pretty much unpleasable. And I was just completely giving myself away. So finally, when I was 38, a few months after my father passed away, actually, I decided that I couldn't live my life like this anymore. And I left him. And it was huge emotionally all that time. And it was also the best decision I ever made for myself. And from then, of course, I started dating. And I really loved the whole dating experience. (laughs) Maybe it was because of my psychology practice that I understood people a little bit and I didn't take it personally when people were angry and, you know, sending me photos I didn't want to see. I just was able to push that aside and, and continue. But talking to these men made me realize that, my God, there's so many women out there who are dealing with these guys who are so angry and bitter and have no concept of how to date or what they want. And, and that's how it started. I actually started working with men. Wow. 
to help them be better, more dateable? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Help them be more dateable, help them love themselves, get over their anger and, and bitterness and, and stop passing it on to every person that they meet. You know, I had a few friends in that age group as well who were also in a similar position as me and they were experiencing the same stuff. So I thought, you know what, there's lots of coaches and, and people out there who focus their attention on women already and we, women are far more likely to take action to help themselves. So I really wanted to focus my attention on helping men and I thought it was a very worthy worthy cause, I don't want to use the word cause, I can't think of another word right now, but it was a very worthy endeavor. Worthy endeavor. Endeavor. <laughs> thank you, thank you, much better. Because when you help men, you then help women and you help children too. And I'm also quite passionate about working with people who have been in violent relationships and help them understand how to get out of that and how to feel safe again. And by working with men, we can actually reduce violence in the home. And I often think that focus is, is wrong. It shouldn't be focusing on women. It should be focusing on the people who are mostly perpetrating violence. And in saying that, I absolutely understand that men also experience violence in the home. And I really find it a beautiful thing to be able to work with men and, and help them to out as well. So I know that you, you're very I don't know, focused on boundaries. And, and boundaries and relationships. And so, Leanne Kanzler, can you tell us, first of all, what, how do you see boundaries and what are they and how is it, why is it so important to have really good ones? Yeah, so we could talk about this for a very long time. So in a nutshell, a boundary is, it's like a fence that we put around ourselves where we can be really honest with ourselves and focus on what's important to us where we can say no and genuinely mean it without guilt or remorse and we can say yes when we want to and not because we feel coerced to. And it's really important to know what you want in every aspect of life because if you don't have boundaries, that's when you get walked all over. So often people who are people pleasers, I was very much a people pleaser before I understood this concept, people who feel a lot of guilt or burden or like I have to do this because everybody, you know, that sense of responsibility, everyone needs me to do this, they give themselves away. And that can actually lead to bad health as our body really starts to say, no, I can't do this anymore. It can lead to very bad relationships, a lot of resentment, a lot of anger and just that sense that I really don't know who I am anymore. And it's also, remember, the other side that we have to respect other people's boundaries. So if there's no to us, we have to respect that, okay, to do that. And, and yeah, okay, it's important to have a little chat about that so you understand. But not coerce people to be just like you or to do just what you want to do. And uh, we see that a lot with peer pressure where you know, young people don't respect each other's boundaries because they, they, they don't get it just yet. But I think that's becoming more... You know, prevalent people are understanding, people are working on respecting each other, which is a really a beautiful thing. And that's what boundaries is all about. It's about respecting yourself and respecting other people around you. And so how can you 
tell, really, when someone's trying to set a boundary, because I think that sometimes people don't set boundaries very clearly, and that's part of the problem of misunderstanding what that means. And maybe that's a men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. Maybe it's just a relationship thing. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think you're absolutely right. People don't set very clear boundaries, and they're a little bit kind of wishy-washy. Is that a phrase that you use in America? They're, yes. they're a bit soft. In, <laughs> yes, good, good. <laughs> they're a bit soft in what the, what they're asking for. Like, oh, you know, what do you think? Or maybe? Or oh, you know, quite clear. Then it, it's definitely a lot more difficult to respect other people's boundaries. But if we can start to learn to say, yeah, no, I don't want to go to that restaurant tonight. I would rather go here. What do you think? And be very clear in the way we say it and, and then have those conversations to, you know, if you're not sure what somebody else wants, ask questions and rather than just assuming that they're okay with what you're saying. Just really make sure if, if you feel a sense of uncertainty, ask the questions and you might be surprised to find out the other person has got opinions that are firm but they're too scared to talk about that they're too scared to say what they truly feel because they want to make you happy or you know they don't want to be seen as rocking the boat or anything like that so yes boundaries are a very tricky thing and it can take a long time for people to really figure out what they want for themselves let alone what other people want and how can help working with a coach help people develop that that skill, work that muscle so that they can be clear about what their boundaries are and understand other people's boundaries when it's maybe not so easy to see? Mm, great question. There are so many ways people disrespect their own boundaries and usually it starts off with childhood where they weren't given a voice as a, a little girl or a little boy and they, they lose their sense of who they are. So working with a coach can help we can explore what's going on, where it all started from, and then I actually do some very deep inner work with people where we really drop into our body and we explore the decisions that we made as children. You know, decisions such as I'm going to be quiet, I'm going to pacify the other person, it's not safe to speak up, I can't speak up, I don't know how to speak up. I'm not important enough to have my, my opinion heard. All of those sorts of things can really be worked on quite quickly during a session. It really makes such a huge difference, especially in divorce proceedings to set clear boundaries because a lot of people don't know what they want and therefore they go to you or other, other legal people and they make really poor choices out of anger or resentment or hurt rather than what they actually need or actually want. I'm sure you see a lot of that. Absolutely. I want to remind people that I'm Catherine Miller, and you're listening to Divorce Dialogues here on WVOX 1460 AM in Westchester County every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30, bringing you the information and thoughtful dialogue that you need to divorce with dignity. And I'm talking today with Leanne Kanzler about divorce coaches and dating boundaries and why working with a coach can save you time, energy, and money in your divorce. And we've been talking about boundaries, Leanne, and I think that 
it's really complicated, isn't it? And when people say, you know, what do you want? Some people just put it out there and just say, well, I want to go, I want Chinese food tonight. Or, you know, I don't want to go to that party. I want to do this. I want to go to the movies instead. And other people have that all sort of mm-hmm. wrapped up with, with, with maybe guilt and anger and fear, fear, a lot of fear of not being loved or being rejected or abandoned. And that seems like a lot. You know, you, in your story, and I'm really glad I asked you about that, you went to a psychologist and you came home and it seemed like a lot happened for you in that session. That was a pretty important session for you, you know. It was messy. life-changing. <laughs> yes. And you must have been really, really ready for that, that moment in, in your life. But for other people who feel so bound up with guilt and anger and fear, what is the work that you do with people to help them kind of unwind that so that they can be clearer with themselves and with their partners? Mm. Oh, that's a huge question. <laughs> there is so much that we do. You know, when there's a lot of fear, we, we work on the fear. We work on looking at what is it exactly that they're afraid of? Where did that start in their lifetime? Usually it started well before in their relationship. We look at, is it a rational fear? You know, are they actually safe? In, in their situation where they are right now and if and if they are safe then we look at well what is your mind doing what is your mind saying to you that is keeping you stuck in fear and we work on I give them techniques to to stop that and to stop that mind chatter that keeps them stuck in fear and again we go deep into the body and work on where this all started and you know it can can be as early as, you know, in the womb or generational trauma that we carry and I also work on that as well. I just did a, a session with a lady the other day and we went back three lifetimes ago and it was very clear and very obvious what she needed to learn and it created such such a shift in her. Her whole space looked so much calmer and at ease when we were done and she was like, oh my God, like... <laughs> I can really see this differently now. I, I can see this situation in such a different light and she didn't feel afraid anymore and she didn't feel that sense of abandonment and the need to have the attention towards her anymore. She could just be calm in who she was and it was you know, probably 20 minutes. It was really quite amazing and really beautiful and that's why I love doing this work because you can create massive shifts very quickly. And so like on the other sort of I don't know, piece of that is when people say what they want, how do you know that that's what they actually want or is it? Or how do you say what you really want when you're afraid to say it? I mean, do you have some quick hints for people to to figure out a way Mm. to start doing that a little bit more effectively? Yeah. If someone says to you, oh, just do what you want, they're clearly lying. They don't really agree with what they're saying. They're saying that out of anger or resentment, that sort of thing. You can usually tell by people's body language or tone of voice and obviously this is something that I've worked on a lot over the years so I can pick up little subtle things that tell me, hmm, I don't think you really mean that and I call my clients out on that a lot, especially when I say, how are you going and and they say, oh, okay and then I say, well, how are you really going and they always laugh and tell me the truth. So I guess really looking at the person that you're speaking to and listening to them, you know, if they're your friend or partner or even your ex, there must be a level of knowingness about who this person is. So taking your time to 
ask the questions. Is that really what you want? Are you okay with that? You know, that sort of thing. And for yourself, if you're feeling afraid to, to talk, sometimes you can kind of call yourself out and just say, look, I'm feeling a little bit worried about this, but what I really want is A or B. Just really go slow and gentle with yourself and start practicing speaking up and noticing how that feels. And if it feels really awkward or uncomfortable, offer yourself a little bit of compassion and just a gentle kind of compassion in saying, mm, okay, this is really interesting. I'm noticing that I feel awkward asking for what I want. What's going on here? And bringing it to the surface rather than ignoring it, that's a really great start in observing your own way that you limit yourself. Yeah, I think that's, that's really profound. This is Catherine Miller, and you're listening to Divorce Dialogues on WBOX 1460 AM and every other Wednesday from 5 to 5.30, and we're also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And I'm talking to Leanne Kanzler about divorce coaching and dating. And Leanne, if people are interested in learning more about you or getting in touch with you, how can they do that? They can go to my website, which is simply www.leannekanzler.com. That's K-A-N-Z-L-E-R, good German name. And I'm on Instagram as at the Transformational Breakup. Having a little Instagram break at the moment, but I'm still available to hear messages and, and talk to people about that. Sometimes we have to go off social media for a little while. <laughs> they can send me an email, leanne at leannecancellor.com. That's an easy. I have lots of ways that people can contact me, LinkedIn, that sort of thing as well. So tell us what a transformational breakup is. What is, I mean, because breakup sounds so bad. I mean, unless I guess you're the one who mm. wants out. But it, it yes. sounds, you know, pretty negative and transformational. Oh, that sounds good. So how do you put those two together? Yeah, I see it as a huge opportunity for growth and learning where we can look within, learn to stop blaming our, our ex-partner for everything that went wrong and start to look at ourselves and, okay, what is it that I need to do to make sure that I do not have a relationship like that again, to make sure that I attract my ideal partner next time, that I learn how to love myself and care for myself, to learn strategies, to have a good relationship. You know, it takes, it takes effort to create a good relationship and granted these days, you know, it starts off with us putting in so much effort into making ourselves look lovable in the first 6 to 12 months and then we, we kind of forget about that and I find that really sad and I think that's what leads to a lot of breakups actually. We just forget that the other person is there and to be valued and to really learn, go really deep and, and look at our patterns from our own lives and our parents, their patterns, what we took on board from them. So it gives us the opportunity to become the person that we really want to be. Especially when people, they feel like I'm never going to be loved again, I'm not lovable, I can't be loved, all that sort of stuff. Or you know, I recently have a, a fellow who said to me just probably not even two months ago, I'm never going to date again. And last week he said to me, wow, I don't, I'm, I'm really ready. I'm ready to date again. Thank you for everything that you've done. I, I feel I can do this. And it kind of blew my mind how quickly that transformed him. Yeah, my clients often say to me, I'm never going to get married again. And I'm always like, well, in case you change your mind, <laughs> please call <laughs> me before you do. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, that's right. And people change, right? Absolutely. And, we, you know, we're wired to be in relationship. So, you know, we at, at our core, we want to be in a relationship. We want to have that sense of family and community when we or people that we know keep on dating the same person in a different body. And it's like, man, why do they keep on attracting that same person? And it's because they have not learnt what they need to learn for themselves yet. And the universe is going to provide them with that same old pattern until they realise that they actually deserve far more than that. They deserve happiness and they have to do things a little bit differently. And that's why I'm, that's what I'm here for, is to, to teach them how they can love themselves enough to attract the best partner. Well, I think that, you know, I was going to ask you about that actually, Leanne, because I do think that people tend to repeat history, right? And, and what you call mm-hmm. dating the same person in a different body, but they certainly tend to get into the same kind of relationship dynamic as they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break that pattern. And, it, and I think it's especially true when people go from one relationship right into the other. So talk to me about mm-hmm. that. Like, and, and But on the other hand, it can be a lot easier to deal with a breakup if you've got a new, I don't know if partner's the right word, but a new person, you know, distracting mm-hmm. you. So well, how should people handle that and handle that, the, you know, what might seem as loneliness, but also is it a good idea to date while you're going through breaking up? Well, I think people need to give themselves some space, honestly, to get to know themselves, especially if they've been in a very long-term relationship. It's really important to know exactly what you want and you can't figure that out when you're with somebody else because straight away you're going to start bending yourself to to what they want, whether it be you know, going out or you know, I want to sleep or I want to read a book, whatever it is. So it's really valuable to give yourself at least six months to just be you, to just do you, as they say these days, and to you know, hang out with your friends and your family and your kids if you have kids and really spend some quality time with the people in your life who are there for you to support you and love you and for you to learn to do that for yourself. And it's also the great time to, to do therapy or to do coaching and to figure out where you're at and what you actually want. So often I'll ask people, well, what do you want in relationships? And they'll start to tell me all the things they don't want. I don't want someone who lies. I don't want this. I don't want that. Oh, hang on. You're not telling me anything here. Tell me what you do want. And they really have no clue. And that's why it's, it's a beautiful time to spend reflecting on, oh, actually, what do I want in life? Because if you don't know what you want, how are you going to get it? And I'll tell you a very quick story about how I met my now husband. We've been together four years. I actually wrote out what I wanted. In I typed it out. It was one full page. And when I finished it, I wrote at the end of it, I'm ready for this now. And I got chills all through my body. I was really excited about how cool this relationship will be. And one week later, I met him. And four years later, we got married. And now we've been together for another four years. So eight years we've been together. And he said to me that he did the same thing. He kind of fell into this place of, deciding, all right, I'm ready for a real relationship now. And a few days later, that's when we met. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I, I know someone who's a feng shui expert, and she realized she was really wanted a relationship in her life, and she realized she had no r- physical room in her life for a partner. And so she cleaned out half her closet and half mm. her dresser, and bang, 
she met her husband, the man who became her husband like a week later, just by creating that space. And I think what you're talking about is creating that emotional psychic space for someone and saying, I'm ready to accept this now. Does that sound right to you? Absolutely. It does. I love that covered idea. I'm going to tell my clients that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, it's a great idea, isn't it? And you think, oh, I'm really going to do this. And I'm really going to make room for it. And then it comes because you've sort of, you've made the room for it. But on the other hand, you know, I often feel that for people who are dealing with maybe their first holidays alone mm-hmm. or, you know, an, an important birthday without a partner do you have any suggestions for people as to how to fill that time so it doesn't feel like they just need to rush out on the dating market and, and start maybe recreating the same relationship again? Yeah, definitely. But this is really a time for family and friends. So a lot of people disconnect from their family and friends when they're in a relationship, especially if it's a really bad relationship. There's been a lot of control. So this is can be a real opportunity to call up the people that you have pushed aside uh, or even, you know, your good friends and say, okay, I don't have a partner, can I hang out with you guys for the day? And if they're real friends, they're going to say yes. So don't be afraid to, to ask for support during this time and don't be all negative Nancy about it. Make it fun. I'd love to spend a day with you. It's going to be awesome and fun, you know, that sort of thing. But also you can take yourself on a date, you know, go get a beautiful massage, light some candles, cook a beautiful meal for yourself. Really treat yourself well because that says a lot about how you feel towards yourself as well. And you deserve that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. And I also think it's really good advice that when you do go out with your friends, not to just be whining and complaining the whole time, but try to be the life of the party or at least fun to, so much fun to be with. Yes, absolutely. We don't want to um, bombard our friends with negativity. Yeah, that's a sure way to drive them away. Right, Leanne Cancer, mm-hmm, thank absolutely. you so much for being, for being my guest on Divorce Dialogue. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you.